Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast Starring Me Dags. Today, another powerful episode. I know it's almost boring how powerful we are. No, it's not. You're going to get sick of our power. <laughs> and across this powerful oaken desk is the powerful assistant manager, Mike Rez. I think if the flock ever gets bored with the power, they just need to hit that reset button that they have and they just need to get on with it. Maybe they should go back and listen to some older episodes and ramp that power back up. Powerful. Yes. Binge. Don't purge. Just binge. Binge. Take it all in and don't purge it. The only purging I want is getting a new flock of uh, Amish members. So if you have any friends, family, tell them to enjoy our powerful podcast, The Amish Baby Machine. Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created today. As always, a powerful show. We're going to talk about the mysterious Grady Styles Jr., a.k.a. Lobster Boy. Powerful song of the day. And we're going to talk about our DVD giveaway. Powerful beer review. But i got to talk about something serious that's been in the news lately. Okay. I know you guys have all been experiencing it. It's kind of hard to get away from. You know, it's kind of a downer. But the news is, and you guys all know about it, is KFC is getting rid of the expression finger licking good. Say it ain't so. Due to COVID-19, by the way, 19 was the average age of the combat soldier in Vietnam. Powerful song. That should be song of the day. Not today. Not today. Check it out. 19. But anyway, KFC is getting rid of their expression finger licking good. You know, that begs to ask the question. Is ABM getting away with the expression micro res, but smack and good podcast? Well, I don't think so. To answer that question first. Secondly, what the hell is wrong with finger licking good? Now oh, that's just taking all the joy out of eating your chicken. Yes. You, you must have joy when you eat. Yeah. It just, that's, that's freaking annoying. Yes. Hello, friends. Hello, flock of Amish. Thanks for stopping by the OGs. We love you. If you're new to this show, thank you. Welcome. Everyone is welcome to this powerful show. Today, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about food, music, killer lobster men, lobster boys. I don't know if you ever became a man. Boys to lobster men. Powerful show. It's a great band, by the way. <laughs> it is. Motown Philly. Now, I want to talk a little bit about KFC. Do you think Kentucky Fried Chicken, they went to call it KFC because it doesn't sound as threatening? Right. Do you think people are going to keep eating fried chicken? What's what do you think the prognosis of fried chicken? And uh, let me ask you second part to this: Do you or your family enjoy fried chicken? Oh, controversial subject. Love that. Fried chicken will never go away. It's 
too delicious to eat fried chicken. I'm a good big, or I should say big fried chicken fan in my house. And uh, other people in my house enjoy a good fried chicken. KFC is pretty good. Uh, one of the grocery stores around here, local, Cup Foods makes a great fried chicken if you can get it fresh. So I don't think fried chicken's going away. It's too much part of Americana. It's like trying to get rid of pizza or cheeseburgers or bacon. Couldn't do any of that. But there is certain groups that are trying to tear down the fabric of Americana. So you, you will fight for fried chicken. I will fight for fried chicken. Powerful. I enjoy your passion. Now let me ask you this. Original recipe or crispy? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, original recipe. I remember growing up, ex- the extra crispy growing up in the 80s sucked. Uh, but original recipe is pretty good. I love the, the texture of the chicken of original recipe instead of the uh, extra crispy. Yes, I enjoy original too. But I have not been to a KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken in a long time. I used to have the powerful buffet. I enjoyed that. Yeah, if you go up north in the uh, the North Branch, Cambridge area of Minnesota, they still have a buffet up there. Up there? Yes. Up there in Minnesota? I believe they have one in Roseville still, too. Whoa. Yep. Which is a suburb of St. Paul, yes. Minnesota. Now, let me ask you this. I've been uh, watching a lot or enjoying being on Facebook, social media. There's been a lot of Minnesota shtick. There's that, do you see the couple of dudes on Facebook that do the whole Minnesota thing? I think I've missed them. Why don't you explain to me what that is? Well, there's a couple of guys. I think one's actually from Wisconsin and they do a kind of a, oh, is this the You Betcha guys? Is that what it's actually technically called? Yeah, I think so. Is it one? Yeah. Well, one's like a blonde haired dude and the other guy's like a bigger bearded dude. Yes. Yeah. That's the You Betcha guys. Yes. Yep. They're from Wisconsin. They are. So they're doing the over top, over the top Midwest. How's that Midwest yeah. accent? Yeah, the skinny dude really does a over the top, you know, that Wisconsin Midwest Minnesota accent thing. Now let me. I, I want to know. Oh, you're enjoying a beverage there in between uh, powerful yes. comments. Tell the fans a flock of Amish what you're drinking. Well, I found a new uh, a new drink in the Monster line. It's Monster Max. Uh, we got a couple of different flavors this one just happens to be the maximum strength super dry monster max more like a sour apple flavor so this is like week three of sour apple that's our sour apple tour i think it's coming to an end right now but uh monster max as nitrous technology have you ever heard of nitrous technology in your energy drink well it typically when i do my um tokyo drifting i'm on nitrous oh of course so it's, uh, it's, they come in 12-ounce cans, those super skinny cans, and Monster wants you to know that they don't want you to let the sleek can fool you because it's fully loaded and packs the biggest punch. If they waited this long to pack the biggest punch, shame on them, but it tastes really good. Looking at that can, is that an illusion or is it a, more of a petite can? It's a petite can. How many ounces are we talking? 12. Thanks for Whoa. listening. I, no, I don't listen. I know. I'm constantly taking in, I take in waves from the, the universe. The EMPs? Yes. Did they hit you? I'm a receptor, an energy receptor, and I radiate this powerful energy. Nice. All I hear when you talk is just like the peanuts, the parents. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. That's awesome. And I just wait for an opportunity for you to pause <laughs> so I can say my powerful comedy. Nice. 
So you're going to hop on the rocket ship and enjoy the ride of Monster Max. Knows no limits. Powerful. So you think, is that the end, like you said, of your Sour Apple tour? It's the, the end of the Sour Apple tour as of uh, right now. It'll, it'll probably happen again, but uh, it's been three weeks. It's time to, to branch out to like a berry or a cherry or an orange or something. Whoa. All right, now is the time in the show where we hold up our beverages. Friends, Lock of Amish at home. Hold up your beverage, and if not, hold it up in the future and think of us. Just think, what would Dags do? So hold it up. I'm holding up my powerful Italian water, Dasani. You're holding up your Monster Max. Monster Max. And by the way, the, the nitrous, what that does, that will open up your blood flow. It's clear in the sinuses. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, powerful. Cheers. Cheers. Excellent. Oh, one thing I should let the flock know, the flock that is lactose intolerant, don't drink this. It says it contains milk. There's milk in that? Apparently. What else? Is that Minnesota milk? Is it <laughs> there, milk? There's milk? milk in that there, that there can? <laughs> Powerful. Yes, we got to do more Minnesota, Minnesota shtick. We got to do that up north and at the bar. And You need a beer? beer, beer, beer. We got to yeah. do that. More Minnesota. Plus, we got some... Uh, cool ideas from the flock when you ask the flock for topics they wanted us to discuss we're going to go over that in the next couple episodes as well whoa we also had our powerful dvd giveaway that's right let's talk about that we gave away a powerful dvd of the king of staten island great movie powerful and um we're gonna, let's talk about it we gave away five powerful dvd copies the five wonderful flock members yes Gave it away to Ken, Dino, Rob, Matt, and James. Awesome. Congratulations, yes. fellas. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring enough for this podcast to uh, enter our contest. Thank you for participating. Thank you for winning a powerful DVD giveaway. And I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't the last time we're going to be giving stuff it away. No, we're, uh... we're going to give it away now. We're going we're gonna to look into getting a whole bunch of stuff away. It's going to be pretty sweet. Give it away now. Powerful red hot chili peppers. You ever seen them in concert? You know, I never did. Did I you? I have. I have, yes. Give me, give me your two-minute review of the red hot chili peppers in concert. Saw them during the Stadium Arcadium tour at the XL Energy Center. Very loud, very, very high energy. It was super awesome. It was fucking great. It was really good. What stands out? The old stuff that uh, that they do. They you know the give it away nows. Uh, that was pretty good. But their their new stuff off that album at the time it was new. The Stadium Arcadium album. Uh, it was it was pretty good. I mean they can hold on uh, hold a show. It was like a two hour show uh, from start to finish. Uh, How is Flea's bass playing? Powerful? Oh, very powerful. Yes, it's a lot better uh, live and on stage than it is on an album. Sounds good on an album, but. You really see like what he puts into it. That guy is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. good. They had uh, now I don't know the name of the band. Well, Queens uh, the Queens of the Stone Age opened up for them. They had another band that opened up for Queens of the Stone Age that really really sucked. I think they were from L.A., but uh, I couldn't tell you the name of their band. Obviously, it didn't have any impact on my life whatsoever. They sucked. Kings of the Stone Age were good. Red Hot Chili Peppers were good. Yeah, it was. They were the two band. Two of those. Two of the three bands were really good. The third one, the first one, 
uh, was not that great. Their sound was horrible. You could tell either they either had their own sound guy that didn't know what he was doing or the sound guy for the Red Hot Chili Peppers was like, these guys are horrible. I don't care. The worst band I ever saw was Hole, Courtney Love's band. Really? They literally couldn't play their instruments or they were high as fuck. I was going to say they're probably, probably a little stoned. bit of both. The worst opening band that I saw was uh, Spin Doctors. They opened up for the Rolling Stones. Really? Yeah, they were horrible live. Why is that? They were completely off key. They were their timing was off. It, it could have been the same thing as Hole. They probably were super stoned or drunk, but it, it was probably it was worse than the band that I was just talking about that opened up for Red Hot Chili Peppers. So it was Little Miss. Everything could go wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Powerful. Yeah. Good line, by the way. Thank Holy you. Thank cow. you for enjoying. See, that's why when I hear the wah, 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 I, I tune you out and then I process, I hear little keywords. I get energy from Pluto, which is actually a planet. Right. No thanks to Neil DeGrasse, Junior High, Tyson, Mike Tyson. When is that fight, by the way, anyway, the Mike Tyson fight? I hope it's soon. It'll probably be next year, though. We should, uh, we should watch that. We should. Not together, but we should watch Why? It. Why not together? You get handsy when boxing matches. I know. I want to just fight people. It's like when I uh, watch the shootout from Heat, the bank scene. Oh, yeah. I just go to the Amish vault and just bring out all the power, firepower, and just go to town. Go to town. Is that why there's so many holes in the walls here? It is. M- most of it's from my punching. That's oh, that extra testosterone. Yes. It's not from my Nerf guns. We're on the topic of music. We're going to talk about powerful Brady Styles Jr., a.k.a. Lobster Boy. Let's get into Song of the Day. Song of the Day. Of course, we've been tying these into our main theme. Today is no different. Today, we have the song Rock Lobster <laughs> by the band The B-52s. <laughs> You almost oh, that, have wait, to. I was, wait, I was just doing the theme from the Munsters. Rock Lobster was the B-52's first single, single to appear on the Billboard Hot 100, where it reached number 56. It was a bigger hit in Canada. It reached number one in Canada. Don't know why, what the difference is between the two countries, but they loved it in Canada. Canada is powerful, and we have a lot of powerful listeners in Canada. Oh, Canada, how we love you. How's it going? And I got to do this. How's it going, eh? Eh? Oh, and we mentioned Canada, so of course you have to do your favorite impression of your favorite Canadian actor. (laughs) I'm Ryan Reynolds. There it is, everybody. All right, so this had a... This is interesting. So in the United States, it was released by a record a record company called DB Records. And uh, that version was only four minutes and 37 seconds long. In Canada, it was released by Warner Brothers. And it was uh, the B-side was Private Idaho up in Canada. Powerful. And that one was a little longer version. Same lines, same everything, except for the part where they start naming off the animals. Oh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, they... That version in Canada was a little bit longer. They they named a few more animals. There's a platypus. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's a honey badger. Yeah, it's a it's a song that describes a beach party while mentioning both real and imagined marine animals, like the dogfish. Remember that clam bake you were in during the eighties? Well, oh. We don't we don't talk oh, about sorry, that. Oh, sorry, but yeah. he, he was not in a clam bake. 
It was, and it wasn't Clam Bake 12. Whoa. All right. So, like we mentioned, the, uh, the singles, the charts, it was off the charts for them. Little, little known fact about this song in particular, Dags, that in the spring of 1980, John Lennon, during his post-Beatles music career, he had been on hiatus for almost five years and uh, while he was help, helping raise his son. When he heard Rock Lobster, he said, it sounds like Ono's music. So I said to myself, it's time to get out the old axe and wake up the wife. Whoa. He started writing music again because of Rock Lobster. Did I ever tell you about the Beatles card game I'm trying to kickstart? No. Why don't you explain that to us? Yoko Uno. All right, carry on. <laughs> Speaking of Ono, in uh, 2002, the B-52s performed in New York, and Yoko Ono joined them on stage and performed this song with them. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. It also appears in The Family Guy, The Screams of Silence, The Story of Brenda Q, and The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, A VeggieTales Movie. Have you enjoyed the B-52s in concert? I have not. They were here recently, weren't they? At the I State did, Fair? Yes, I did enjoy them. They're named after the powerful Buffont hairdo, not the powerful bomber. Really? Yes, the big Simpsons hairstyle, the big yep. beehive B-52. Oh, doesn't the, uh, the redhead female in the group, she's got the big Buffon hairstyle. Powerful, yep. She's got big Buffons. I, <laughs> I enjoyed them in concert. The Buffons or the b 52 Well, everything. It was an experience. Okay. It was a good show. It was fun. Very fun at the State Fair. And what we're going to be talking about is a powerful lobster boy, which I also met in person at the State Fair. So it's all tying in together. Powerful. The music of the spheres, the universe, everything is aligning. Due to this powerful podcast, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. Right, and this episode does tie into our previous episode where we do talk about the history of the State Fair. Yes, there was so much State Fair talk, we had to talk more about it. Right. And I also want to talk to the fans of Flock of Amish about supporting this powerful podcast. Please follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. That's how you're going to win our powerful giveaways, like our powerful DVD giveaway, King of Staten Island. On Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. And our powerful YouTube channel, starring Micah Rez. Just did a powerful beer review, Saison beer review. We're going to need you to check that out. We're going to need you to subscribe. We're going to need you to like it, comment, hit the little bell, notification bell. Get the algorithm going. Yes. The algorithm is going to get you. We need it. Powerfully tell the world, show the world about our powerful podcast and our powerful youtube channel also if you want to help support the show a great way to help support the show is buy our merch which is on amishbabymachine.com powerful links are on instagram and twitter also at amishbmachine we have powerful t-shirts hoodies tank tops stickers masks. masks if you're into masks we have them if you're not we have you covered either way also, we do have a Patreon. Links are on AmishBabyMachine.com for that if you want to help support us. That's right. We have, we have some, some space in our refrigerator for some more energy drinks. So the more you help out, the less space we'll have in our refrigerator. Yes, we are looking for donations to our powerful barnyard, powerful <laughs> barnyard refrigerator. 
Right. Beverage cooler. We need stickers on the side. That's a good point. Yes. If you're a podcast that has stickers out there. Yes. Send them to us. And we have powerful stickers too. Right. We need stickers on the side. We need beverages inside. Either way, help us out. Sticker boards are are the rage now. Yes. And we will get yours on there. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, before we get into the main topic of Lobster Boy, I want to talk about you and the Guinness Book of World Records. Because I have a little story here. Do you want me to do the story first or talk about you? Do the story first, and then we'll talk about me. We'll save the best for a second. Okay. <laughs> Powerful Minnesota man secures Guinness World Record for world's tallest mohawk. Whoa. A man from Minnesota has just secured the Guinness World Record for the world's tallest mohawk, an accomplishment that undoubtedly makes up for the fact that he will never fit through the doorway of his loved one's home ever again. <laughs> this dude is from Park Rapids, Minnesota, and he just won Guinness Book of World Records, Paulus Mohawk, and I think you can beat him, not with the Mohawk. I say in the Mohawk well, department? You could do, do the skullet, but <laughs> tell us what you did. So uh, in a, could have been possibly a buzz stupor, I was up late by myself, nobody to tell me no, and uh, I decided to Google easy Guinness World Records. So I did found out that there is a world record for most socks on one foot in a minute held by a gentleman in Slovenia. I think his name is Pavel or Pavel or something like that. Pavel? Pavel. I don't know. I don't know either. Don't know him personally, but I'm going to start a sock beef with him, I think. Uh, So I decided that I would apply to break his world record. Crush it. Well, this is what I was trying to be modest. I said I would do 53 in a minute. So I filled out the application, and so now I wait. Whoa. I have to wait 12 weeks to see if the Guinness Book of World Records will say, Mr. Mike Rez, go for it. Now, is there stipulations, rules? What, what is the whole deal? Do you know yet? They gave you, they give you like some general guidelines, but if they do accept you, they will send you the official guidelines. So you have to have two people there. It has to be recorded and pictures have to be taken. A timer has to be visible. In... How about an artist rendering? I think we, we should get an artist rendering. Because I would rendering. like to render you. Nice. What? Go ahead. So uh, we'll wait and see. We have to wait, uh, I guess, now 11 and a half weeks to see uh, what, what it is. I did just get, I was just sent a, a video of this guy in Slovenia breaking the record. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently I have my work cut out for me because the person who sent it to me said, there's no way. You could do this. How about if we get down to nine and a half weeks? That would be sexy. That would be sexy. Now, let me ask you, how many was it? 50 what? 52 is the record. I told him I would do 53. So if I what do was more, it? that's fine. So 50 something in what time frame? 52, 52 socks in a minute. So do the math for me. What are we talking about? That's like 1.3 seconds per sock. Whoa. Yeah. So can you... Do you have to have size that fits you, or I don't understand how much stretch is there? What's I, going on? I, I'm not sure yet. I, I I think it's just socks. I don't think it matters uh, what size they are or what. You just got to get the socks on your feet. Because you could just have big lunch bag socks. You could have just big Andre the Giant stuff, right? Would yeah, you start out small? You would have to you would... start out small, I would imagine. So I would so like you really those have thinner to... running socks. You would have to start out with those or something. You really have to prioritize. You really have to get your shit in order. 
Right. There's going to be some practicing involved with this. I'm not just going to decide the day of, okay, let's do it, because that's not going to work. I want, I want this world record. And I just thought, I was thinking about this last night, Dags. If the world record people decide Mike Rez can't do this, we're going to deny his application. We're going to do it anyway. Because if I can hold the unofficial record, damn right we're going to talk about that too. This is another powerful reason you're going to need to subscribe to the most powerful YouTube channel ever created, Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast YouTube channel. Right. So we will uh, attempt this, whether it's official or not. The way I figure, if I can do it unofficially as well, if we have video proof, that'll be enough to start a sock beef with some dude in Sylvania. Now, what is your deal? What kind of socks do you enjoy? Uh, right now, I've got the ankle socks on. I, I used to hate the ankle socks, and now they're actually rather comfortable. I got to wear the, the crew socks for work because of the work boots. What do you call those cool ones you pull up your knee and they got the three red stripes? Dad socks? Yes. That's what I call them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on the whimsical socks? Do those bother you? Do you want to fight someone when you see those? No, not really. I, I own a couple of fun pairs of socks, I call them, you know, with the different designs and stuff on them. That doesn't bother me. Do you have any men's socks or not? Men's socks? No, I don't wear men's socks. All right. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> you bring like those little mini pantyhose socks you can wear when you're trying the shoes? Hey, whatever's comfortable, man. Whatever is clever. That's right. You probably have your own Brannock device too, don't you? Fun story. I used to sell shoes in high school. Whoa, tell us, Al Bundy, about your job. I want to know about this. Kids' shoes, kids' footlocker, when that was a thing at the Mall of America. Oh, yeah, I was selling shoes. Did you have to wear the, the whole outfit? Oh, yeah, there? yeah. Kids' footlocker was the navy blue uh, referee stripes. Whoa, did, yeah. you, did you have a whistle or anything? Or? No, we didn't get a whistle. Uh, but, yeah, actually, I learned quite a bit about sizing shoes that I still use to this day. So, And usually, if there's nobody around at the shoe store, I just put grab their device and start measuring people up anyway because so, I know what to do. Does it go past nine inches? Well, sometimes. Now, Micah Rez, do you have any funny stories or, I mean, I'm just, uh, this is kind of out of the blue though. I'm just kind of. We met a lot of, uh, so a lot of Minnesota Vikings players would come in and buy shoes for their kids. So we met a lot of players from the nineties, like the late nineties, 96, 97, 98. And, uh, well, not 98, I was out of there by then, but 96, 97, 95, that range. Uh, so we're talking like Quadri Ishmael, uh, Anthony Carter. Um, Tony Dungy used to come in all the time, the coach, and buy stuff for his grandkids. So we would, uh, you know, be able to shoot the shit with them. It was actually pretty cool. So one of the, uh, the funnier stories, I'm measuring this kid, and this kid decides that since I'm down measuring her feet, that she, every time... I would go and measure her feet. She would just start patting me on top of the head. And then when she would do that, she'd look at her mom and say, he's cute, mom. Talk to him. Weird. I was 16. Weird. Yeah, that was really strange. <laughs> like using your kid. You're, you're like 32 years old hitting on a 16-year-old. Wow. What the hell? Wow. How long did you go out with the mom for? <laughs> I can't tell you. Well, you should tell us. That's you a different should. podcast. Powerful. Thank you for that story. You're welcome. I loved it. Kids Foot Locker. Kids Foot Locker. What other whimsical jobs have you had? I think I've had quite a few. I used to be a carpet cleaner. That sucked. Did you ever swing by OJ's house in Brentwood? No, but I would have gotten the stains out. You would have. Oh, yeah. We had you know, Judge, Ito, Judge Ito wouldn't let him use the loom at all. What the hell? 
Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Where is Judge Ito? We're going to look him up someday. I don't know. The where are they now? <laughs> Judge Ito. <laughs> God, he was the worst, wasn't he? <laughs> could not control the courtroom. No, he was one of the worst judges yes, ever. could not. They need someone like me. Oh, yeah? Or Judge Wapner. God, well, I love Wapner Judge. Wapner was powerful. Wasn't he? Yeah. You don't fuck around with him and Rusty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> with Doug Llewellyn, right? That was oh, the, my God, the reporter outside. Oh, my God, I love Doug Llewellyn, yes. Come here. What do you think of the judgment against you? And then the dude from TMZ took over. Ah, uh, it was terrible. Yes, Doug, <laughs> Doug Llewellyn, yeah. Rusty the Bailiff, and Judge Wapner. You know what I call those three? The Trinity of Justice. Yes. God, they're powerful. Powerful name, the Trinity, Trinity of Justice. T-O-J. Powerful t-shirt we need to have made. Oh, hell Buy our yeah. merch, by the way. AmishBabyMachine.com. Mike Arez, let's get into the powerful main topic of the show today. Lobster Boy. Lobster Boy, a.k.a. Grady Styles Jr. was born in 1937, passed away in 1992. He was an American freak show performer and murderer. His deformity was a genetic condition. So your fingers, usually your, it would be your... the. You have no middle finger, basically. So your two fingers. Oh my God! How do you your pinky and your when other you're driving? Finger, what do you do? I, I don't think you can drive. Whoa! So your your pinky and your other finger are fused together. Your thumb and your pointer finger are fused together. They're extra long, and there's like a slit down the middle. So it looks like a claw on each hand. Grady Styles Jr. unfortunately also had the same condition in his feet. So he had lobster claws for hands and lobster claws for feet. And if you can Google image search Lobster Boy, you will see what we're talking about. You'll see a lot of smiling pictures of Grady Styles Jr., a.k.a. Lobster Boy, as a child growing up. That was probably the last time he smiled was for those pictures, though. I don't know. Is it ectrodactyly? Etro- yeah, there we'll go with that. Ectrodactyly? Yeah, it's a weird good job. tongue twi- twister. Yeah. I, we're just going to call them lobster hands. Or lobster, lobster boy. Lobster boy. Chelopeds, yeah. I think they're called. Yeah, so the family history, the Styles family, unfortunately for them, but also fortunately for them because they made a lot of money off this deformity, there was five or six generations with this deformity, and as of uh, Grady Styles Jr.'s kids have also been born with this deformity, except for his daughter. His daughter had normal hands. Weird. Yeah. One kid. Yeah, one kid out of six generations. Wow. Yeah. So Grady Styles, lobster boy, his father was also born with uh, the same condition, and in 1840, that's when his father was born, um, they started uh well i guess not his father was born in 1840 later on in the 1800s his father started traveling with the freak shows on the carnivals and he would bring in his family which would be lobster boy and they would start touring as the lobster family and they would show off their appendages i wonder if they had a cool theme song for the lobster family god you would hope so they could do that done and then they could snap pretty cool <laughs> Powerful, the, the lobster family. That's right. So Grady Styles, lobster boy, made a living touring with the carnival, going around the country. Met two women, married both of them separate times. His first wife he met in the carnival. So he her. had game. He did, yeah. Lobster boy had game. He sure did. 
had two kids with her, got divorced, had another wife, divorced her, and then remarried his first wife. And that is important to later on in this story. Now, before we go on with the rest of Lobster Boy's life, you have seen Lobster Boy. I have met Lobster Boy. Yes. I met a murderer. So tell us a little bit about your experience with Lobster Boy. Sometime way in the past, I was at the Minnesota State Fair, Minnesota State Fair, in the Midway. The Midway is where they have all the rides, and they had back then they had the freak shows. It was cool back then. It was just lawlessness. There were just there was no rhyme or reason to the booths. You didn't have tickets. You just pay cash. Right. They would do this little trick where they'd have a fake wallet on a string, and then you'd go to pick it up, and they go. <laughs> You know, the carnies, because carnies, they had no voice. They had no teeth, but they had no voice. Their voice was shot. Right, because they're always yelling. <laughs> they're like, hey, kid, come here, kid. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you couldn't even understand them. But it was just, it was a cool, simpler time back then. Right. You would just smell the wafting smells of the food and the calliope music. And then you would go to the freak show. Well, one of the freak shows was Lobster Boy. And what captivated me back then was the artwork. They had this powerfully bad artwork or good, two right. ways to look the, at the it. The tapestries. But I remember, vividly remember Lobster Boy swimming with the fishes, and he was just grabbing them <laughs> with his powerful claws. So, so we went in there, paid the money, went in to see Lobster Boy, and you would all sit down in a real smelly tent, and it had the straw on the, on the ground, and it reeked of animals. And he came out, he's in a wheelchair, he can't walk. And he has the big claws, and his feet are deformed, too. Right. And he's a a bigger dude. Apparently, he got super strong because he would just drag himself along on his arms. Right. Now, I want to know, I'm not a doctor, even though a lot of people call me doctor. Is that a genetic mutation? Is he a mutant? Because I'm going to say he's a mutant. I would say you have to call him a mutant. If If they use the word mutation in describing your deformity, you are officially a mutant. So I met a murderous mutant. Yes. And he comes out and, and he sounds like Larry Bud Melman from David Letterman. He has this thick <laughs> East Coast accent. He goes, I am the lobster boy. And he does this whole shtick. You know, you can tell he's got to memorize. <laughs> right. And he's got his little paws he would snap together. Powerful. I wonder how many times he did that a day. Oh, I'm sure and they how, worked him like a dog. How you, how you do that just to, you, know, you just... I don't know. I get, that would get so boring to me. Oh, it was terrible. And I remember another show I saw was a little person back then. They called them dwarves, midgets. Right. And you would just walk up there and you would look down below. You'd walk up some stairs and you would look below and there's a big plexiglass ceiling. It would be our floor. We'd yep. look down and this little person was on a chair, just like smoking a pipe and reading a newspaper. Weird. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Why did we do stuff like that? It's a human zoo. I know it. By the way, we should do that with you when we go on the road. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just want a plexiglass shield in front of you. I'll just be reading my iPad or something. People can hurl feces at you. Oh, their own or mine? I don't know. We can buy it. It can be like, you know, when you feed the dolphins, they give you the, or feed the, they give you the little cup. Right, right. Like the old Como Zoo days when you could feed the, the, the seals. Powerful local reference. Oh, yeah. What was that seal's name, by the way? Sparky. Sparky the seal. Yeah. Want to know another fun fact about me and Sparky the seal? Yes. The, uh, the current house I live in is one of the former trainers for Sparky the seal used to live there as well. 
<laughs> Whoa, you just made me. <laughs> I just choked on my Dasani. That's right. I get <coughs> powerful trivia when it comes to me and Whoa. things. <laughs> Did you know Casey the Gorilla, too? <laughs> I should. Do you remember that powerful machine? Which one? That oh, the smelly the, machine. The plastic use, yeah, machine? Yeah, we use this weird smelly wax, and you could get a powerful rendition of Casey the Gorilla. Yeah, you can still do those now. They still Whoa. have one there. Let's, what we're going to need you to do is to shoot some video. We need that on Instagram. Follow okay. us on Instagram, Amish we'll, Baby Machine. We'll do that. All right, so we're going to continue on with Lobster Boy. So you've seen Lobster Boy. You've met the murderer himself. Yes. So here's a little bit more about the murder that we keep referencing. Uh, Styles, a.k.a. Lobster Boy. I keep saying Styles. It's Lobster Boy. Lobster Boy was an alcoholic and very abusive. And like you mentioned, because he couldn't walk because of his feet and his hands, he would use uh, his arms to get around when he wasn't in his wheelchair. So that created a lot of upper body strength, which combined with his bad temper and alcoholism made him very dangerous to others. Whoa. In 1978, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Lobster Boy shot and killed his oldest daughter's fiancé on the eve of their wedding. Now, his oldest daughter was the one that I referenced that was born with normal hands and feet. You would have think, though, he crushed his trachea with his powerful claws. You would think so, yeah. Uh, He was brought to trial where he openly confessed to the killing and was convicted of third-degree murder, but he was not sent to prison because no state institution was equipped to care for somebody like Lobster Boy. Whoa. So instead, he was sentenced to house arrest and 15 years of probation. You know, 15 years of house arrest. Yeah. If, if you could uh, get away with it, would you just tell the court, I've got this condition. The prisons can't, can't, can't keep me there. And I got to guess he's not going out and partying anyway. No. I mean, his whole life is home arrest, right. right? That's right. I mean, he chills in his chair and watches the Golden Girls. He would have, he cracks you would coconuts so. with his claws. I'm thinking he's probably more of a chips guy. No, but he's got to use the mutant power. Oh, true. Yeah, true. he's got to crack open coconuts. Yeah, yeah. And walnuts, too. Obviously. <laughs> I need some walnuts cracked. Where's Lobster Boy? Lobster Boy afterwards stopped drinking, and during the time he remarried his first wife, Mary Teresa, she would go by the name of Teresa. However, he soon began drinking again. And his family claimed that he became even more abusive on the second go-around of alcoholism. In 1992, Teresa and her son from a previous marriage, Harry Newman. So this is where the story oh, gets... Oh, I love him. This is where the story gets a little convoluted. So this is one version of the story. And then we're going to talk about the real version that his son tells. That they hit her and her son hired a 17-year-old sideshow performer... Uh, to kill Lobster Boy for $1,500. And that occurred, according to this story, the lobster or the sideshow performer, Chris Wyant, uh, was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 27 years in prison uh, for busting into the house and shooting Lobster Boy with a semi automatic pistol. Now, according to Lobster Boy's son, we'll call him Lobster Boy Jr., what had really happened was. His mom and Lobster Boy got into an argument. His mom said that some things have got to change. And Lobster Boy Jr.'s stepbrother 
took that as he needs to be killed, went over to the neighbor's house and talked the neighbor into killing Lobster Boy. And later on that night, the neighbor came over and shot Lobster Boy. What a wicked web we weave yes. when we practice to crack coconuts with powerful claws. Yes. So that was what happened to Lobster Boy. He, at his untimely death in 1992, death by neighbor, which is a, a weird way to go. That's a powerful story. Yes. Are you familiar with the movie from 1932, Freaks? No. I'm going to need you to watch that because that, that's really weird. Because Freaks, I, I enjoyed that movie. I'm going to need you guys to enjoy it too. The plot is a conniving, I'm reading from the powerful Wikipedia, a conniving a trapeze artist named Cleopatra seduces a carnival sideshow dwarf named Hans after learning of his large inheritance, much to the chagrin of Frida, his dwarf girlfriend. Whoa. And Cleopatra conspires with circus strongman Hercules, Hercules, <laughs> <laughs> to kill Hans and inherit his wealth. Meanwhile, other romances flourish among the sideshow performers, the bearded lady, blah, blah, blah. But isn't that cool? That's pretty cool. I mean, that's a movie in 1932. That's awesome. And if uh, the flock has watched the American Horror Story, one of the seasons was called Freak Show. And they had, you know, all the different freaks that you hear of in that show. One of them is like a Lobster Boy character. And that season, so that was uh, that ties in. Everybody knows about Lobster Boy. He's pretty famous, infamous, if you will. Infamous. That's when you're more than famous. Yes, infamous. That's right. One uh, one other thing I found out about uh, Lobster Boy Junior. Yeah, he was born with the same condition, obviously, as his dad. Only just his hands, his feet were fine. That'd be a cool band name, like Dinosaur <laughs> Junior. <laughs> He, uh, he, of course, has hit the carnival circuit as well, but he, remar- or he married someone from the carnival. Can you guess who he would have married when you're a lobster boy in a freak show in a carnival? Um, snake lady? No, it's more cliche than that. The bearded lady? Correct. I, I know, but I was trying to go for something with lobster and snake. and Right. So there, there are pictures of... Uh, and I was also tying in last episode oh, yeah, where you snake. talked about the snake lady true yeah so there are pictures uh if you if you google lobster boy you'll see pictures of lobster boy jr and his girlfriend or wife whatever they are the bearded lady yep get on show notes to amishbabymachine.com we're gonna need you assistant manager mike rez to get on it get us some pictures of the lobster family yeah, it's pretty, actually, you look at Lobster Boy as a kid growing up, and he looks like, a, you know, other than his hands, he looks like a pretty normal kid, just posing for pictures, got a smile on his face. Apparently, he was super abusive, was an alcoholic, super racist, according to his kid, too, so it was just like, his, I guess they, they asked his son, Lobster Boy Jr., what he would say to his dad if he was alive, and he said he would tell him, thanks for showing me what not to be. Whoa. Yeah. No love lost. Thank you for that powerful story of Brady Styles Jr., aka Lobster Boy. Thanks. It was powerful. It's great. We we didn't do a beer review. Whoa. We skipped that. Let's do, you do go your, into it or you want to do two next week. Down and dirty, nitty gritty beer review. Enjoy it now. Okay. Uda Pills Brewing 
is where my beer this episode comes from. It's a European style uh, summer wheat dags. This is called the plaid bikini. Oh, I like it already. Yes, it has got super great artwork. The word Udapils is in a plaid design. And of course, it's Minnesota. Who do you think is in the plaid bikini? Babe. Close. It is Paul himself. He's a very virile lumberjack. Whoa, Paul Bunyan. Is yes. it onion? Bunyan? What is it? It's got to be Bunyan. Okay. He wears boots. Uh, Babe is on the, uh, on the can as well, but Paul is the, uh, the centerpiece there as he is in his trunks and plaid suspenders. He's got a tattoo as well. It says was Babe Mom. the Blue Ox? Was he anemic? He, I think so, yeah. Oh. He was very blue. He was very sad. Very sad. He, he was emo before the <laughs> emo was in. So this uh, summer wheat um, has some classic malt, uh, wheat malt base. It's got some cool barley in it as well. Uh, Utapils apparently makes their own spring water, or has their own spring water. So they brew all of their beer uh, with that. Um, there's a new German hop variety in there. They put some berries, some dark fruit. Not sure what that is. It's probably some of their proprietary. Sounds evil. I know. And it is subdued with notes of banana and clove. I did not taste any banana, but that could be just the subtle sweetness that you get in the wheat. So maybe maybe it's doing its job. I don't know. I didn't taste banana. I didn't sense any banana. You do get the clove in there, though. You get that that hit of clove. Clove is very powerful. Yeah. Clove oil. Is it safe? Probably not. Uh, it is 5.2% uh, alcohol, which is perfect for me. And uh, you'd like this. It's a 16 IBU. Yes. So, But there's no passion fruit, so maybe you won't like it. I'm not sure. But because it's plaid bikini and Paul Bunyan is on here, we're going to give the rating a uh, out of five axes. Oh, you're doing axes. Yeah, this one we're going to do axes because it's Paul Bunyan. We're going to give this one three and a half axes. And because of the dark fruit, it's the axis of evil. Correct. Yes. Powerful. Thank you for that powerful review. You're welcome. Now, do we have a video to look forward to, a powerful beer video? Yeah, so we were, <laughs> we were going to do one this week, and then life caught up. So we won't be doing one on this Udapils one, but that other Funkworks beer that I keep teasing. Yes. And then I have a feeling we're going to do a powerful unboxing video, too. Is that what that package is in the corner? Yes. Powerful package. Powerful. It's a big package. Oh, I hope you guys had a good time today. Thanks for enjoying our podcast. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend, tell a family member about our powerful podcast. Share it everywhere, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Word of mouth, carrier pigeon, smoke signals, telegraph, however you contact people in this powerful world, please do it. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.